More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. A verdict is about to be announced, folks. The jury has reached a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. We're going live to it right now. Let's see what they're saying. All right, looks like we're still waiting for the jury. So, okay, okay, hold on. We're, we're going to come back. We're watching it live here. We thought the judge was about to make an, you know, the initial statement about what's going on. Fox News, CNN, everyone's breaking news right now is that the jury has reached a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Right now, live as we're speaking to you, Kyle Rittenhouse is sitting in that courthouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The judge is uh, is reading uh, off of his screen right now. He's not saying they will come to you with audio as soon as we have something. Um, but for right now, it looks like they're just making preparations in the courtroom play. Obviously, the whole nation watching this, we're going to go to it live the moment that they actually are telling us what's happening. It's right now, it seems the judge still preparing. Here we go. Let's go to him. The defense all along has said that he was being chased uh, and that he. Well, that's our friend Andy McCarthy. That was why he shot. And that's obviously. I don't believe, Buck, that the judge has officially turned his mic on yet. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So we're following this live, obviously, with all of you. And as soon as he begins to speak and turns his mic on, we will go to him. Everyone, we don't know if the jury is in the courtroom yet. Obviously, the cameras are not on the jury. Kyle Rittenhouse is there. The judge is here talking to one of his uh, associates right now in the courtroom. I'm not sure if he has the official verdict in front of him yet. He's reading off of a couple of pieces of paper, uh, has not yet turned on his mic and begun to speak to all of us. Uh, the prosecutors, everyone is ready. The, the jury pews are filled. This is the fourth day of deliberations in this case. It would suggest that a hung jury is not uh, going to happen here, Buck. In other words, they have reached uh, a full verdict in this case. And 
Man, uh, there have been many people waiting with bated uh, breath. This has gone on longer I, than I anticipated it was. I'm seeing from different legal analysts that I know and trust every variation of the you know people. There is no consensus as we're sitting here talking to you. Nobody knows how this is about to go down. We are about to find out. The jury will be reading the verdict aloud here. We believe momentarily, or at least they, with, they with, say with now the jury has officially yeah, entered the we, court. We, so we they are there. They're we, there. So now they're going to go through some of this process. And I've seen legal analysts saying it could be a split verdict. So maybe not the top counts, but perhaps a lower count. I've seen people say it it could be a full acquittal. Some people saying it could be a guilty verdict. Uh, it's you know a guilty verdict on all counts. You're seeing a lot right now of speculation. And we can just tell you that we will soon have an answer for you. And, I mean, Clay, one thing that I'll say, regardless of what the outcome is, I believe that the left views it as an enormous victory, just that they've been able to create such a circus around a trial like this. That's a, really a straightforward self-defense case, and that they've been able to exert pressure, very clear pressure on a jury like this and that that could even perhaps have changed the outcome in this we don't know what the outcome is yet so it's hard to analyze that component of it but jury intimidation in a high-level self-defense trial because the leftist mob needs to have its way that's not the country i want to be living in if in fact that's what we see has happened here i find it almost incomprehensible buck that a jury of 12 could find him guilty of any of the first-degree murder-ish charges in this case. I find it inconceivable uh, that that could happen. He is now standing. Let's go live to the jury uh, and to the courtroom. People standing up would be an indication that the jury is likely coming back in at this moment. So we are very, very close. All right, well, we'll stay, stay with the live guys because we want to make sure we get every moment of this. Keep it, keep it up in the background. They're standing. I mean, we're trying to follow the process here. As it is playing out, Rittenhouse, his defense team, the judge, they're all in preparation right now for the announcement of, here we go. I swear, every time the judge touches his microphone and leans over to speak, he decides not to speak, Clay. <laughs> so we're sorry for those of you who are listening. If you hear sounds for a moment, it's because... He leans in like he's going to say something and begin the proceedings. Everyone is still standing in this courtroom. Everyone is waiting for this verdict from the jury to be read aloud. Any moment now, the jury has re-entered the room, so they are present. The witness gallery has people in it, or the, the viewers gallery, rather, has people in it. And you have the defense team still standing. The judge here, Schroeder, also preparing for us to finally get an answer here about what's going on. I mean, Clay, can you just imagine what it's like to be in that courtroom oh, right I, now? Can you imagine what it's like to be Kyle Rittenhouse? I mean, to be a 18-year-old kid on trial facing life in prison for something you did as a 17-year-old that you believe was legitimate self-defense. You've been the center of controversy and the media hurricane for months and now, after all of this wait, you are standing in this courtroom in Kenosha, Wisconsin, waiting with bated breath to find out what exactly is going to be said. Judge is addressing the jury. Let's go to it. Give your adjournment, please. 
54. 54. And uh, has the jury reached a verdict as to each count of the information? Yes, we have, Your Honor. And one verdict and one verdict only? Yes. Would you hand all of the paperwork to the bailiff, please? This is the ones that we did in the office. Okay. Yeah, everything. Okay. Yeah, thanks. May I see that too, please, uh, Mrs. Oh, I'm sorry. Chairman, thank you. About to read off the counts, folks. The judge is just stacking the paper right now. Give you it. can hear him turning all these pages as he gets ready to read them and make sure that they filled out the appropriate form. We are moments away from knowing the fate of Kyle Rittenhouse in this trial. Moments away. Any second now, you'll know. The defendant will rise and face the jury and hearken to its verdicts. State of Wisconsin versus Kyle Rittenhouse. As to the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Members of the jury, are these your unanimous verdicts? Is there anyone who does not agree with the verdicts as read? Not guilty on we all just charges, all Clay. Counts. Kyle Justice. Rittenhouse served. He just collapsed crying. Kyle Rittenhouse did in the courtroom all five charges. Not guilty. Yeah. He's now embracing his uh, his uh, attorney, still crying in the courthouse, overcome with emotion. Uh, this means for everybody out there, this case is forever over. Uh, he is... Uh, I, yeah, it means I mean, justice is right. alive in America. Yes. It means the self-defense is a real thing. It means that there is some hope you can get a real trial in this country, even when the leftist mob wants to come after you. Clay, if I could do a backflip, I would do a backflip, because God bless America, this kid got justice. Despite the leftist mob, despite all the insanity and all the threats and all the media lies, he goes home a free man, not guilty on all charges, never has to sit through this nightmare again. It's a great day, folks. A great day in america i i agree i think we have to commend the jury which has been under immense pressure four days of deliberations i'm sure there will be stories that will be written about exactly what was said during the course of this uh this process maybe we should go back the judge is addressing the courtroom right now and see if we can pick up what he's saying and, uh, they have been uh, allowed to present uh, presentations to you that you'll get in writing and it's entirely up to you whether you want to contact contact them they are not to contact you um, if anyone does contact you and just you tell them you're not interested in discussing it if that's the case um, and if anyone persists in doing so uh, report that to us and it will be addressed I assure you uh, at the beginning of the trial, uh, there was some concern 
about uh, information and, uh, uh, and your safety. And I assure you that we will take every uh, measure to ensure that that is, uh, your concerns are addressed and respected. Um, and um, I'm gonna talk to you for just a minute, not about anything to do with the case, but just about that sole issue. And um, um, you, as I say, you're welcome to discuss the case as little or as much as you want. Um, and uh, any questions, anybody? Thank you so much. And uh, you're- That is um, Judge, you're after Judge Schroeder is addressing right now the jury and letting them know basically what obligations and responsibilities they have going forward now not guilty on all charges buck the question is what is going to happen now in kenosha will there be sort of these spasms of anger will there be any need for the 500 national guard troops who've been called out by the governor of wisconsin to preserve order what will the scene be like in kenosha wisconsin as a result of this verdict, which for those of you getting in your car, just released Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin, not guilty on all five charges. This case is over. We'll come back to more on this in a moment. The aftermath of this trial, justice done here, folks. We were a little worried there for a couple of days, but justice done. There's plenty of examples in our economy of it being on hyperdrive, right? Home prices in many cities, the cost of gas in every city, not to mention the realities of inflation upon us, it's all going to have an effect on the value of our dollar, and that's going to change the value of your hard-earned savings account. How do you protect it the right way? You invest a portion of your savings in gold. Our friends at the Oxford Gold Group make that possible, and they can make that happen with your savings account or your IRA if you prefer. If you think buying real gold is complicated, my friends at the Oxford Gold Group are who you need to call. They'll explain everything to you. Having real gold delivered to your home or having real gold as part of your IRA, it is just a phone call away with Oxford Gold. Call them at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. At crucial stages, business owners ask themselves, how am I going to do this? It's not about doubt. It's about opportunity with the right financial partner. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work alongside businesses in the DMV. It's the best part of being a community bank. With our flex business checking, loans, and lines of credit, we're the here's how for thousands of area businesses. What's your next financial destination? Sandy Spring Bank. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton, and we are reacting in real time as Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty on all charges. Makes me feel good as a lawyer in the American judicial system that these 12 jurors listened to the facts in the case. They were not led astray by all of the lies in the media, by all of the attacks on Kyle Rittenhouse, including the president of the United States, who called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist in the presidential campaign, disgraceful performance by Joe Biden, disgraceful by many people, frankly, at CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all of whom proclaimed Kyle Rittenhouse was guilty. Our judicial system never has been and never will be perfect because it is created by men. And everything that men create is flawed. But we have the greatest judicial system in the history of the world. And based on all the facts that were presented to this jury in this case, they got the right result. They were willing to stand up for truth and justice, even in the face of potential mob response and attacks on them. Buck, in conjunction with the election results that we saw a couple of weeks ago, I feel like America is coming to its senses and that truth and justice still matter. Uh, They still reign supreme and that facts ultimately determine outcomes, not emotion and not crazy lies spread by left wing propagandists. This is enormously consequential because if there had been and we saw all the information, all the evidence, everything put forward here, it was clearly self-defense. So much so that you'll recall and, and Clay and I have been saying this now for weeks. My initial position on this was they never should have even brought charges. We shouldn't have even had Kyle Rittenhouse facing life in prison at trial, that that alone was an abuse. You saw the prosecutors here violating core principles of their profession, ethical standards thrown asunder. Why? Because the Democrat left 
wanted to make an example of Kyle Rittenhouse. They initially lied about him as a racist, including the actual now president of the United States, who, back to Buck's Biden principle, is a jerk. He's not a good guy, folks. Just because he says folksy a lot, and just because he pretends that he rolls up his sleeves and cares about, you know, kitchen table issues, Joe Biden's a jerk. He called him a white supremacist. He and many others in the Democrat media maligned this kid. And the mob, the leftist mob, was threatening this jury, was threatening this judge, trying to pressure injustice to occur with violence in the background. After the left created the violence of Kenosha in the first place, and the system held. That's what everybody can at least take some comfort or solace in today. It's not over, folks. We still have a crazy left-wing anarchist BLM movement in this country that wants to tear us apart, that wants to kick at the load-bearing walls of our civilization. But, Clay, there is still such a thing in America, even in politically charged cases, as self-defense, as standing athwart the mob and yelling, this is a line you shall not cross. That is really meaningful. I think it's massively important. And, Buck, don't mistake what message this also sends to other prosecutors across the country. They believed that the tide of vigilanteism and mob rule justified charges being brought in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. This will give pause, I really do believe this, to other prosecutors that are looking at cases that might be somewhat similar to this in the future to recognize that juries are willing and able to stand up against all of this and to go you know they dropped the one charge on gun possession but to run the table and go not guilty on all five counts is remarkable and i just commend the bravery of these jurors none of whom we know for doing their duty as americans and getting us to the right place here with this result we'll continue to break this down for you but we want you to know tunnel the tower is going to help you and help everyone out there to make sure that they can honor the men and women who've given everything by reading their names aloud at the lincoln memorial by also giving a home a day between thanksgiving and new year's day 37 straight days to honor america's heroes you can also help to honor their work by doing good in their honor Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's $11 a month at T2T.org. Help Tunnel Towers today. Not guilty on all counts. Not guilty on all counts. Man, it feels good to say it. Kyle Rittenhouse walks from court right now a free man because Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong welcome back to clay and buck show white house gonna be making a statement on the rittenhouse verdict soon here we're following it all for you we do want to take a moment as our team continues to watch all the rittenhouse coverage here and again not guilty on all counts that's what you really need to know just announced a few moments ago Uh, but we'll come back to it we'll tell you more about what's happening here what the uh, white house is saying on it in the meantime we have author of pandemia and please go subscribe to his work on substack Alex Berenson with us now. Alex, appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for having me. 
So I, I posed a question to you uh, via text. I want I want to ask you about it now, Alex, if I can, yes. because it's it's hard to believe some of what we're seeing right now. This is from The Independent, a serious UK paper. It says, in every age group over 30 in the UK, the rates of COVID infection per 100,000 are now higher among the vaccinated than the unvaccinated. In ages between 40 and 79, infection rates among the vaccinated are more than twice as high as among the unvaccinated. How is that possible, Alex? We were told this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, you know, and, and this is one reason I think the Rittenhouse verdict is so interesting. Uh, you, you were lied to. Um, you know, you were lied to about who this guy was and why he was in Kenosha and all the rest of it. And you were lied to about, uh, you know, COVID. You've been lied to about many things. And the thing you've been most recently lied to about is about the vaccines and how well they work. And, uh, um, that data is completely correct. Um, you know, I talked about it on Rogan about six weeks ago, and it has only gotten worse since then. And this is U.K. government data. This is not, you know, your brother's cousin telling you that, you know, zinc works or something. This is this is government data. They're counting cases. They The only difference between the U.S. and the U.K. Um, is that we don't really count cases. OK, we both because our healthcare system is so fractured and so problematic and because the CDC clearly does not want to collect this data, they haven't collected it. But in the UK, the data is extremely clear. There is no protection uh, from infection or transmission after a few months. It just disappears. And we can argue about the level of protection um, against severe disease and death, but that clearly goes down. Also, whether it goes down to zero, we don't really know. Um, Although there's some evidence it trends that way. So where, first of all, thanks for coming on with us, Alex. Where are we headed this winter based on the data that you see right now? Well, I've, I've, been, I've been saying this to you guys for two months. And, I, yep. you know, and I've said to you, I don't like to make predictions about COVID because COVID makes fools of people who try to predict it. But it seemed very clear to me that we were going to be headed back up again. And now we are. You know, we're over 100,000 cases a day in the United States. Um, in the nor- in northern uh, states, the Vermont set is setting records. New York had its worst day, I think, uh, yesterday in six months. Um, you know, you, you can very clearly see what's happening. Because it's happening. It happened in in the UK over the summer when, you know, the UK was the first place to vaccinate. Uh, it happened in, along with Israel, it happened, it's happening right now in Central Europe. It, it, Germany and Austria are seeing incredible numbers of cases. The only thing that's going to protect the U.S. is um, that we had more cases before. So there's a number of people out there with natural immunity. Um, and, uh, you know, and our vaccination um, sort of stopped and it was more stop and start than Europe. So, so the waning immunity is going to be a little bit more stop and start, too. But human biology is the same everywhere, and we have every reason to expect that there's going to be problems uh, going forward. Now, how many people get hospitalized? I don't know. How many people die? It will likely be less. And the people who you know have been vaccine fanatics are going to try to give all the credit to the vaccines for that. The vaccines may deserve some credit. Improvements in treatment may deserve some credit. Um, look, I will give you one piece of good news, which is, Uh, It is possible that the Pfizer drug, not the Pfizer vaccine, but the Pfizer drug, um, which had very, very good results in a clinical trial, um, so good that the trial was stopped early a few weeks ago, or uh, about 10 days ago, 
that may actually begin to alter the course of the epidemic when it is approved. Okay, it will not be the vaccines. It will be this drug. And um, and I really need to write a sub stack about this. I'm working on one. I spoke to a really smart doctor who's not political, but he said in his view, COVID is over when this drug is approved. So wait. Um, yeah, so, and, Alex, so it seems yeah. to me that that if we get to a point where it's clear the vaccines don't really prevent transmission very well if i mean i believe you said really at all after a certain period but they they clearly don't prevent transmission very well and if the real closest thing to a silver bullet we have isn't the vaccine but is treatment for anybody who gets covid via this pill and and whatever other modalities are used then what's the then what's the uh rationalization for vaccine mandates and also for us just not going back to living our normal lives and if someone gets really sick they go get the covid pill the, the rationalization is that Tony Fauci has been telling you for 18 months that this is a disaster that vaccines are going to solve. OK, and he won't admit he was wrong. And and this guy, by the way, this doctor who was around at a, a, during HIV, during the beginning of HIV, pointed something out to me that no one has ever said to me before. And I don't think the point has been made. The, Fauci gets blamed for a lot of things um, for the early days of, of HIV. He, people say, well, there was this drug AZT and it killed people and he refused to admit that this guy said forget that like that's all sort of political the truth is the big mistake Fauci made very early in HIV was from 82 to 87 he wanted to bolster people's immune systems okay he thought that that was going to cure HIV that a vaccine would cure HIV even if you got infected it would bolster your immune system that was wrong the AIDS activist said Tony we were healthy before all this happened it's not about our immune system's failing. It's about this virus destroying us. You need to focus on the virus and get antivirals out there. And guess what? That's exactly how it has played out with COVID. He's wanted to he's wanted to come up with a vaccine, and it looks like the vaccines actually don't really work very well. And this drug, which targets the virus, not trying to bolster your immune system, directly attacking the virus, may be what gets us out of this. It's amazing. History, you know, the joke, it's not a joke. It's a saying history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Tony Fauci will not admit that he's wrong, you know, and, and the Biden administration has staked, you know, they, they, they're they so dumb. They think that, you know, people are hiding in their homes because of COVID when 60 percent of the country just wants to forget all about it. But their base, you know, they spent 18 months scaring them. They cannot figure out how to drive out of this ditch. It's it's a great point that they basically got elected by claiming that Biden was going to solve COVID. And now COVID has been worse in 2021 in terms of deaths than it was in 2020. You'd think they'd acknowledge maybe politics isn't the way to deal with this. But question for you, Alex, there's always been a shifting blame. It's the people who were unvaccinated. It's the people who's not wearing masks. They aren't social distancing well enough. We what is going to be the blame yeah. now this winter that the uh, Biden administration is going to try to sell the I mean, lack of boosters. You can, you can see it in Europe. It will be uh, they'll still try to blame the unvaccinated, which I mean, they're doing in, in Austria and Germany, even though those countries have higher vaccination rates than the U.S. Yeah. And Portugal, by the way, Portugal is, is, you know, this country that's been held up as the shining barometer of getting everybody vaccinated. They're going back up the curve. So, yeah, I think they're going to blame. They're going to say, you know what? We do need to mask again, and these stupid unvaccinated people, they won't mask, and now nobody wants to mask. We do need boosters. It's all about, you know, Alex Berenson and Clay Sexton and Tucker Carlson and, and, and uh, Buck Sexton and Clay Travis and Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan. It's those guys. It's just nonsense, okay? 
the virus, it doesn't matter what you do. A month ago, The Atlantic wrote a story about how great Germany was doing. Now Germany has more cases than they have ever had. Everyone's getting infected with this. They're getting infected with it either before or after they've been vaccinated, period. End of story. Most of us will be just fine. Now, thankfully, it looks like we have a drug that might actually help, too. Plus, we have the monoclonal antibodies. So we just need to accept this. We need to stop with the mandates. Fortunately, this country seems to have a little bit more you know, tradition of individual liberty. It looks like they're not going to be able to force these mandates through. But if you look at, at, at what's happening in Europe, they are seriously talking about separating vaccinated and unvaccinated people. It is so insane. Alex, absolute so, madness. Just, is, is that pill? What is the status of the of the Pfizer uh, pill? So, so Pfizer has filed for an EUA um, for it. Now, uh, you know, it, based on the, the, I think it could be approved by year end. The, uh, the vaccine, you know, was approved that quickly. And the data on the pill is better than the data on the vaccine was. Um, there's also a Merck pill, but that pill um, is more problematic because it can actually it's called a mutagen. It can actually cause uh, DNA alterations. So so that one is not as good. The Pfizer pill looks better. All right, Alex, we're going to have you back on, man, because this is not going away anytime soon. And it thanks, doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being right again, by the way, as much as we're all getting booted off of Twitter and all this other stuff. Just talking to Berenson, you are marked by social media, but we, we stand beside <laughs> you, sir. Thank you. And check out Pandemia, which is his book, well, and subscribe to well, Alex's Substack, which I get every day. Alex, thanks so much. 11 days to Pandemia, guys. There we go. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. He's fantastic. Uh, Buck, it's weeks like this one with Thanksgiving. What do we got? Six days till Thanksgiving now that make a gift from Legacy Box all the more impactful. They have, Legacy Box does, a company that digitally transfers old family videos and home movies you have onto computer files and DVDs so you can see them again. You've got a great sense of the memories contained on all those videotapes and family films, but you're probably a little bit nervous about how well they're being stored, about how long they're going to be preserved. And frankly, you can't watch them on modern devices. Your VCR is gone, your film projector, your slides. You wouldn't want to throw those boxes of old tapes and films away because the memories are so priceless. And how about if you could see them again with all your family together as you're going to have them with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up? Legacy Box makes this process simple. You pack and send those old tapes, films, and the box that Legacy Box ships to your home. Their team digitizes everything by hand. And you get back your original media and perfectly preserved digital copies on thumb drives, DVDs, or computer files stored in the cloud, and you can watch and share and enjoy again. They use overnight shipping and state-of-the-art tracking and send you updates every step of the process. How do you get hooked up, Buck? There's a good reason to start this project today, because Legacy Box is offering a big discount off their normal pricing this week. Use LegacyBox.com slash Buck to get this deal revealed to you. Limited time to do this, so get started. Go online right now to this website, LegacyBox.com slash Buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Wild day, news breaking everywhere. Our thanks to Alex Berenson, who was just with us. At the top of this hour, we had the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict live on air. We will play that for you if you happen to miss it. He is not guilty on all charges. We will play that for you at the top of the final hour of the week, coming back in a moment. But we played this a while back after Rittenhouse went on the witness stand. This is a collection of media on CNN, MSNBC, and other left-wing outlets maligning, insulting, disparaging Kyle Rittenhouse, calling him a murderer, a white supremacist, a terrorizing school shooter. Listen to this now in the wake of Kyle Rittenhouse being found not guilty on all charges and tell me that all of these people shouldn't be held accountable for their lies. We give credit to the jury, but my goodness, the media wrong again. Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse, he murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. 
He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, a vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy who's deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. Never I mean, it's shameful, Buck. It's, it's shameful, and not a single person saying that feels the least bit of shame, because they don't actually go on air to tell people the truth. They go on air to tell people who believe lies even more lies. They go to support the narrative of the left. Let's also remember that not only, as you rightly point out here, Clay, did we have the Democrat media and Joe Biden when he was running for president defaming Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, calling him a racist. There was no basis whatsoever for that. They just said he's white. He had a gun and he shot crazy lunatic left wing protesters. So he must be a racist. There was no reasonable basis for even making that assertion. But beyond that, big tech took action against those who merely wanted Kyle Rittenhouse to get a fair trial. They shut down. uh, They shut down his GoFundMe. They shut down his efforts to raise money for his defense. Big media chased down people who donated to Kyle's defense fund and treated them like they were, you know, sending money to Adolf Hitler. These people are a disgrace. The left has completely lost its mind. And this just shows you they were defaming a good kid who was defending himself and they don't feel any regret about it. That's what we're dealing with. Speaking of which, your mayor, Bill de Blasio, did you see he's already tweeted about this? I mean, he's the worst person after Fauci in America, Clay. So I'm not surprised. Here's what he just tweeted. He just tweeted. I I, I flagged this because I was like, oh, Buck's going to lose. Love this. Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum, by the way, both of whom have criminal uh, past, are victims. They should be alive today. The only reason they're not is because a violent, dangerous man chose to take a gun across state lines and start shooting people. To call this a miscarriage of justice is an understatement. That's what he just tweeted, Buck. He is the worst, dumbest mayor and maybe politician in America. I mean, I I don't know. And by the way, what does he think that he knows that these 12 jurors who sat through this whole trial? What does he think he sees that they didn't see? Why does he believe that their completely legitimate and lawful and righteous verdict is somehow absurd? They got it wrong. Really? Based on what? He just pushes the narrative. He's another one who is an an utter disgrace. And I just I feel for the Rittenhouse family right now. I mean, they think of the sigh of relief because, Clay, it's not just that their their boy isn't going to spend what was the rest of his life in prison, but also he's not a murderer. He defended himself. That's right. What he did was not only lawful, it was ethical. It was moral. It was the same thing that any member of this audience should be able to do and should never face the wrath of the state for doing. There's some very important takeaways from this. I can tell you right now, the left-wing mob 
the Democrat shock troops of the Biden campaign, they're uh, feeling a little weird right now, Clay. What, what do you mean? We can't just burn down everyone's businesses and punch them in the face and break their jaw without consequence? Apparently not. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 